Okay, as a kiff. I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. Baruch Hashem. I'm happy. <laughs> Get to learn again. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful to Miriam and to Yossi and Kamuvan, all the learning that we're doing here is Leilu Nishmat Miriam's Abba, Pinchas Menachem ben Avram David, who's right behind me, over here. Tehen Nishmat Sotzrua Bitzvar HaChaim. Bezrat Hashem. Okay, there's, there are two pages. This is the first one that's going to be going around. It's very, um, it's always, always very intimidating to choose how to go into the learning of, of Elul. It's a very intimidating thing. <clears throat> and um, I davened a lot over the summer to try to sense what would be, what would be, a, uh, you know, what would be a shayach, what would be things that we would find, uh, we would find the right kavanot for you. And um, I hope, Bezrat Hashem, what we're going to be learning now, I think, what we're going to be learning now in this man of Elul and Tishrei is going to be things that uh, you and I are looking for, you and I are searching for, and you and I are, uh, are hoping to find the new, newfound meanings for certain things. So, it, it's amazing how sometimes it takes a podcast to then get someone else to pick up on what you really mean and then they come and redefine whatever you think you're doing and like it just works in a boomerang. I'll try to explain what I mean. You, you all know that, um, I mean, many of, you, many of you were there when we were, uh, um, what was it, like uh, about a month ago? When we were in, uh, that it was a beautiful, what morning was it? I don't remember what morning of the week it was. When we were in Oroti Uda. Everyone has? Can we have more? I, actually, I just need one also. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You all remember how when we were in Oroti Uda with Gedalia Fenster just a little while ago, Gedalia contacted me after, after listening to what some of the chevra, what we're trying to do here. And... To him, it was such a chiddush, it was such a chiddush, that people are striving to be conscious as opposed to being from. Now, to us, it's not such a chiddush, because that's what we've been learning here for so long. But yesterday in shul, someone asked me, what's the topic of the shir, a woman's learning? And saying Elul, or even giving a name of a sefer, doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really justify it. What I think, it, what I think the real you know, the, the help that I feel like he, he, he helped me with was to phrase it as something very simple. And that's Be'emet, living conscious Yiddishkeit, living conscious Judaism. And that's really been what we've been working on for so many years already, Baruch Hashem. And I think the more that we aim consciously towards saying it's in conscious Judaism, it means that it's all about trying it at home trying what you're learning, not even at home, trying it immediately. So there will be some things while we're in Elul right now where it's literally going to be, okay, let's, you have to try this right now. Now, obviously, most of these trying these things, it's, it's definitely things that you have to do on, on your own or with other women, not, not like this over here. But still, there has to be moments where we're going to stop and be like, okay, I'm going to put this on. 
I'm going to put this on right now. I'm going to try this right now. I'm going to do this right now. You're already getting startled. Don't get startled. It's a... It's not here for a reason. Don't get startled. This is a beautiful and wonderful invitation for everyone. All of us, Baruch Hashem, are here right now. Can anyone in this room tell me um, if they chose to woke up this morning or not? Did anyone here choose to wake up this morning? Now, so what does that mean? Just think about it for a second. What does that mean? No one here chose to woke up. Uh, you chose to be here, but no one, you didn't choose to be alive today. What does that mean? You ever stop and think about that? What does that mean? That none of us chose to wake up this morning. Don't blame your babies or alarm clocks right now. I'm saying like, tachlis. None of us chose to, woke up, to wake up this morning. It has to tell us something. It has to, it speaks volumes. So keep that statement in your heart throughout this year today. Okay, really throughout your lives, but at least for the next however, time, however much time we have. And Bezrat Hashem, we will, we, will develop, we will develop something very important, but try to follow me, especially in the first 10 minutes because there's going to be something that we're going to have to do pretty early on. So, there is a famous midrash at the end of Bereshit. It's not on the page you have in front of you, but it's a famous midrash that says, a person has to give thanks to God for every single breath that they have. Minayin, how do we know this? Because of the pasuk, kol ha-neshama every soul shall praise God, the rabbis say, Alti kri neshama, ela neshima. Don't say, every soul has to thank you. Rather say, every breath, kol neshima ve neshima, has to give thanks to you, Hashem. This is not another sheer of making people feel guilty that they're not in gratitude. We'll save that for later in the year at a certain point in Adar or something. For now, I want to understand, just on a very basic level, the concept of being alive because we're all alive right now, Baruch Hashem, because Hashem wants us to be alive. And if Hashem didn't want us to be alive, we would not be sitting here, and someone would chas v'shalom be sitting shiva over you. Let's put things into perspective. Baruch Hashem, thank you for wanting us to be alive today. Now let's figure out what you had in store for us, Hashem. Now we can move on. Look inside. Lo yitachin lehodot al kol neshima neshima. The Bilvavi says something so basic. He says, you can't thank, you can't be expected to thank God for every breath if you're not feeling every breath. When I feel every single breath, I'll get, I could thank God for every single breath. What does this mean to thank God for this? To feel that God is the one that gives me life? You know this next word? Can anyone read this in Yiddish? Whoever never, whoever. If, there, if you didn't try this, to feel your breath, 
So this vort, this Torah we just said right now seems like a cute vort. Ah, kol neshema, neshema, kol neshema, neshema. It just seems like, oh, that's a nice, another one of those uh, cute sayings. Ra'ayonot yafim, they're great ideas. Shemishen isazot lemaaseh, kol yom lemaaseh mitbonen kama dakot bishat asheket shel atzmo ala neshimot shenoshem. Whoever spends a few days, a few days, not starting with the whole, you have to sit in his bodhidus for an hour, this is something else. Every day you sit for a few minutes with, the, with your own quiet and you pay attention and you start to feel your breathing. Malgish et You start to feel what life is all about. Okay, so here we're starting Elul, friends. This is very important. I know many of you came in with a lot of resolutions this year already. And you have all these ideas, things you're going to tackle. Hopefully relationships that need to be patched up or different areas in life of tikkun. Whatever it is, everyone has their own Elul list, right? But this is like sometimes we're trying to hack the system. I want you to know, this hack is so simple, but because it's so simple and it's so monumental, the Yetzirah is going to do everything in the world to convince you that spending a few minutes a day noticing your breath is shtuyot, and it's worthless, and it'll get you nowhere. And the inner grin that each of us have inside is already speaking volumes, right? Elul? You want to tell me the avoda of tshuva is to sit down and notice that I'm breathing till I start to feel my breath? What does that have to do with Elul, with tshuva, with shofar, with hamlachat hamelech? It has everything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. I don't have to convince you. It has, every, it has everything, everything to do with it. Today, if you're not a chassid of yoga, you're not living in the times, right? Anyone that's, that's tapped into yoga for, for two seconds understands that when they feel the breath in their bones, what do they feel? Alive. Alive. Our point, our job, our tshuva, our tshuva is, let's say I'm living for 40 years, 60 years, 70 years, it could be that every year my Rosh Hashanah approach has been, Hashem, please let me not die, as opposed to, Hashem, let me feel alive. And that is tshuva. That's just as much tshuva as someone that was breaking Shabbos, and <coughs> bless you, and decided to stop breaking Shabbos and keep Shabbos. In fact, some would say, that's even a more, what we're described right now in this year is a much more serious level of tshuva than all those things that the halachic things that we know we have to change and stop doing. Because to feel alive is one of the most key elements of a life of tshuva. When I think of a person that, that I could say, wow, when I look at him, I, fe- I always feel like he must have been really, really alive. To me, I have the image of the same person every year, Rav Cook. I look in his eyes and I'm like, I say to myself, he felt every single breath. Now the way to do this is simply, as simple as he just said right now, 
And I'm not going to tell you all to do this right now, but maybe you're even doing this while I'm talking, and that's, that'd be a good thing. Notice, pay attention to your breath in order to feel your breath, which will eventually lead you to a place of in order to thank Hashem. Do you know why? Because you didn't give yourselves the ability to breathe. Hashem did. Hashem did. Let me stop everything again and realize, okay, Elul, Shalom Aleichem again. Re-entering Elul. Re-entering Elul. The breath. Bliza and klum. And without understanding this, and without doing this every single day, for two minutes, two minutes you could afford, of just noticing your breath, what are you supposed to be doing? Nothing. You're just supposed to feel your breath. Eventually, what would that lead you to? Recognition of the preciousness of being alive. Because we all know what happens when that's taken away from us, or when there's a danger of that being taken away from us. Look at the next paragraph. B'nei Adam rachman al-Yitzlan she-shukhubim be-beit cholim b'machalot kashot she-kashe lehem l'inshom p'intom matchilim l'argish ma-ze-chayim You know who feels life? You know who starts to feel life? Huh? Or that, yeah, or that, or that are or that chalila, it's about to go that way. Nachon, nachon. A different, a different experience. Pitom matchidim laagish mazechayim. You start to feel what life is. Lot tzarich shakadosh baruch hu yavit adam lamatzav aze sheagish mazechayim. But we don't need God to bring us to this situation to feel what life is all about. Adam lechatchila miikara tzarich lakachat kol yom kama dakot laatzmo lashevet b'sheket ulehargish et haneshimot shenoshem. And one of the reasons I love this Rav is because he's the most Haredi Rav that lives in Kiryat Sefer that's talking about this kind of stuff. He's talking about feeling instead of intellectualizing it. Like we just said again. ואז להרגיש בכל נשימה ונשימה, לפחות באותם דקות, להרגיש את הנשימות שהקדוש ברוך הוא מחיה אותו. Now, what does it mean to feel your breath? It also means to say to yourself, while you're breathing, who's giving me this life? Where is this coming from right now? Where is this coming from again? You want to do tshuva? It's the most, this is the basic, basic of tshuva. There's a lot more to say on it. I know a lot of you have a lot to say. Hold on to everything you want to say until a few weeks from now. No, I'm kidding. Maybe, maybe at the end. I want him to lead us on the trip today. That's what I don't even want. I don't even want my own ideas and thoughts so much on this. He has a different, even very... Specific ma'alach over here. The third paragraph. When I go about life and I do what I got to do because that's what life is, he doesn't feel 
when a person just goes about life, because that's what he did yesterday, they know they're alive, but they don't feel that they're receiving life from Hashem. Do you know what it means to... Remember when I asked you before, I said, who chose to woke up this morning? And you realized, actually, God chose that I should wake up this morning. Shifts everything, nechon. But we go about life all the time as a hergel, as a habit, where it's really just... And hakara, there's no recognition that Hashem is giving me life right now. Of course, if I stop you and I say, who are you receiving life from right now? Of course you'll say, because that is politically correct. It's also from and it's also the truth. You know that. You know that to be the truth. But if you're feeling it, it's a, that's a completely different ballgame. Yiddishkeit today is like there's two different categories. There's those that know the truth, and there's those that feel the truth. But, and it's amazing how there could be such a distance between the two. Both people know the emet, but one of them feels the emet, meaning feels the source of life. Third line in the third paragraph. Now what's the danger of a person that doesn't feel that they're being given life from God? That they're okay with just knowing that God is the one that gave me life, but they don't feel it. You know what's going to happen when life starts to get nasty? That's when it gets scary. Because all that knowing that it's God that gives me life does nothing for me. And I'm alone. I'm legamre alone in the war zone. I'm going to say this again. Umechamatsheta <laughs> Friends, did any of you have to ever have to fight for your life? Don't answer me, just think about this. Okay? Did you ever have to fight for your life? Did you ever have to fight for someone else's life? This is heavy stuff. Elul, it's okay. Nachon? What the Bilbavi, I think, is saying over here is that when I'm living a life that I'm feeling that life comes from Hashem, then when I'm fighting for life, how am I going to win that battle? Whose life am I fighting for? The life that you gave me, Hashem, and not my own thing. When I'm fighting for life, when I'm fighting, not just to stay physically alive, but I'm fighting for meaning, when I'm fighting for purpose, when I'm fighting for feeling shayach to things, as long as I'm not feeling that life itself is what Hashem is giving me right now, then when I go out to those wars and I go into those tests in life, I'm fighting alone. I'm not feeling it's from Hashem. I know it's from Hashem. So it's not a feeling thing. A feeling, like he says over here, hargashah chushit, that I sense. I have to go back to this every time, you see? I sense that this which has enabled me to stay alive right now for one more second, that's from Hashem too. Then when I fight to stay alive, 
every moment of my wanting to be alive in this world is because Hashem gave this to me. It must mean that I'm fighting for something much bigger, and it means that I'm not fighting alone. When I just know that God gave me life intellectually, but I'm not feeling it, then when I'm struggling in life, I'm not with, I'm, str- I'm doing it alone. Our job in this world is to get to a place of Im Hashem. And in fact, the title that he gave to this longer Ma'amar was Im Hashem. That's it. With Hashem. It's two different things. I can know Hashem, then know Hashem exists, or I could feel Hashem. Those that know Hashem but don't feel His existence in His life, when, when it gets nasty out there in the world, you're alone. Chaval. None of us want to be alone. And is it possible to not be alone? Yes. How? I know in the beginning this is going to be very irritating. But there's nothing more freeing and there's nothing that brings more simcha to our hearts when we stop the loneliness. Be'etzim, that is what Elul is bringing us towards. It's to stop feeling lonely. It's to remember that this is biyachad. This is together. The breath is what brings us there almost instantly. But it has to be consistently as well. For the instant effect to happen, in a real way, it has to be consistent. Now, he's going to develop what he just, this last thing over here. Davar echad yesodi, we're in the fourth paragraph. Davar echad yesodi, chayav liyot. We need to make something clear. Shekol echad mi bar Yisrael, tzarich lavor shinui. Any Jew, every Jew, has to go through a change. We have to go through a change. And that's, don't be frightened from it. Let's just, for a few minutes, be excited about it. What's the change? Hashinui yesodi, shekol echad tzarich lavor, He's saying very, very interesting. If until now you've been like going through life alone, that has to stop. That has to stop. It's not good. Now, now, the truth is is that everyone takes that pasuk in uh, Bereshit and they only give you, you know, soulmate Torahs on that pasuk. Why? Because the next few words are, It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to give him a tzedekist that's going to fix his life. Right? That's not the way people say it, but that's basically what, you know, anyone that's connected to Pneumius knows what, what that, that's all about. He's saying over here, let's forget about right now soulmates between people. It's not good. It's not good to go through life feeling alone. Alone from who? From Hashem. Lotov. It's not good. But what do you mean? I believe in God. Yeah, but do you feel like you're Im Hashem? Different things. I believe in God. What are you driving me crazy right now? It's amazing. With all people that believe in God, there could still be so much loneliness in the world. So he's saying over here, let's, let's go through a shift right now. That has to change. There's no more going through life alone. Who's up for that? All of us. There's no more aloneness. Gamarnu. Elul is the time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my soulmate thing going on with Hashem. More or less. And if you think about it, what is the most famous acronym of the word Elul? Exactly what we just said right now. 
אני לדודי ודודי לי means I don't just know you anymore, I know I'm with, I'm, I'm with you, and you're with me. And it's a different way of living my life, it's a different way of experiencing my life. אני לדודי ודודי לי, that's an expression of אני לדודי ודודי לי, you keep on going back to it. We keep, we keep on going back to the same simple notion that's been <coughs> obviously the theme of this Torah. Aval, third line. Kedei le'argish shu lo nimtza levad, but Hashem, I don't want to feel like I'm alone. Mishi yoshev im atzmo kol yom, be'otam kama dakot, v'hu margish shu noshem, she'yase zot k'seder meshech shavu o shvuayim, v'yeter al ken, פתאום הוא יגלה בעצמו שעד עכשיו הוא לא שם לב שהוא חי. If you stay with this, two minutes, three minutes a day, for two weeks, how much time do we have till... How much time is it? Three weeks. It's, gonna, it's, it's, a, it's passing very, very fast. What he's saying over here is if you choose today that for the next three weeks, You're going to sit with your breath for, for a few minutes every day, just, in, just not in order to come up with any chidushim, but in order to just realize, I feel that this breath is coming from Hashem. I feel godliness. I feel that I'm with Hashem. You may come to the conclusion that you were never under the awareness that you were alive until now. And we got to do tshuva for that. You think you have to do tshuva for Lashon Hara? That's nothing compared to the tshuva you have to do for not really appreciating and being in tune with the simple gift of being alive. You got to do tshuva. I know this sounds very muslim, like I'm saying we, I, everyone has to do tshuva over this, over this concept of, wow, maybe I never even noticed that I was alive until now. That's pretty intense. This seems very far, meaning very far-fetched in the beginning. אבל מי שניסה זאת למעשה, anyone that's tried this, פתאום הוא תופס ומרגיש שעד עכשיו הוא ידע שהוא חי, ועכשיו הוא מרגיש שהוא חי. ואז הוא מקבל פתיחות לב למקום שנקרא חיים. And he's saying, the amazing thing that happens when I transition from knowing that I'm alive, and feeling that I'm alive, knowing that Hashem gave me life, and feeling like Hashem gave me life, cracks a hole. Cracks a hole somewhere. You know where? It's called p'tichat alev. It's called the opening of the heart. And that, like, I think it was on Shabbat HaGadol, I quoted something from David Sachs, and he said that he had learned one of the deepest teachings from, uh, 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 he said he learned one of the greatest Hasidish teachings from a tattooed biker in Venice Beach. Like a fully, fully, full-body tattooed biker in Venice Beach. Do you remember this one? He said, every, oh man, I wish I remember this by heart. He said, each one of us is created with a God-shaped hole in our hearts. And we try to fill it with so many different things and nothing fits. That's because it's God-shaped. And the only thing that fills it is inviting the Rebono Sholam into that hole that was created from the beginning. Feeling alive, that's exactly like this avoda is, we're going to, each of us is filled with a, 
a lacking, a loneliness, a loneliness. And we try to fill that loneliness with a lot of different things. But nothing fits, nothing works. Only you. Only you. And the way to do that is, based on this teaching, is sitting with the breath more and more and more. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think that it was different in previous generations? Did they live more with the feeling that they're alive in previous generations? What do you think? I'm not talking about like the distractions that we have today that make it harder to just be present. I'm just speaking about stam, life in the shtetl or 50, 100, 200 years ago. Do you think people like, do you think there was a big distance between knowing that Hashem exists and that He gives me life versus feeling that Hashem exists and feeling like He's giving me life? What do you think? That what? Oh, so you're depending it on, on coming to Eretz Yisrael. Well, to, me, to me, religion and keeping religion and Israel is all together. Like it's packaged mm-hmm. So I feel like if they weren't here and or didn't try to get here, then they were missing a part. Okay. So the whole is missing. Okay, okay. I, I think that they did feel it. That they did feel it. The, the way that they had to use their bodies, they were kind of the, <laughs> the physical engagement. Like, you, if you can't breathe, you cannot schlep the wood, that you can't do the physical labor required. Nowadays, most people are sitting at a desk. How often are we actually using our bodies so that we, we intellectualize everything instead of actually feeling things? Well, who has a different, not a different opinion, another opinion? So you have all the Hasidish masters right. starting from the Baal Shem Tov. Right. When we read them today, it's like, were they right here like, and just heard what happened right. on the news type right. thing? Right. So people were, had access to the message. Right. But I don't know that we have any like evidence, oh, holistic evidence from regular people who said, wow, I read the Meishi Loach and, and now I have a better relationship with my wife, my kids, my son. Right. <laughs> we, don't. we don't have any evidence like that, but they were there. They said it. Right. Any other, any other uh, thoughts about this? For like a hundred years ago, people felt that life was given from Hashem much clearer, that they felt their life, they felt alive. So there's a reason why in this generation this is one of the hardest things to do. Why it seems that this is like such a struggle and most people are like, just don't bother me. Don't, life is complicated enough. Don't bother me with this spiritual babble. Don't bother me with this. And that's, how do Chazal refer to our generation? What's it called in the Chassidish Esfarim? Ikvesad Meshicha. What does that mean? The, the, the heel generation. What's one thing, if, you ever feel your heel? Does anyone, did anyone notice their heel in the last hour? Did anyone notice their heel in the last few months? Yeah. How often do we feel our heel? The heel in the body is a funny thing, huh? It's a very funny thing. The heel, unless, it's, unless it comes into direct contact or you like, have to use it for, you know, intensely, it's one of the pieces in our body that we, we rarely feel. Equis, huh? I, I think we're all getting kicked in the heel. I'm saying that nah, all the time. 
but are, were referred to as a healed generation, Ikvisa de Meshicha, Vahaya Ekev Tishmeun. And because we're in that generation, and it has a lot to do with what you said, that we're not forced to feel our bodies unless we really work hard on schlepping ourselves to the, the, that, uh, that, I don't know what, what people go to today besides yoga, I don't know, like spinning or whatever it is, unless I force myself to feel my body, I don't necessarily feel my body. It's a very, it's a very crazy thing. That's one, no, no, no. That's one way of understanding it, 100%. But another way of under, relating to the fact of this, this sense of how could it be that we think we're going to, like, we're, we're really in, in tune with things when we don't feel anything is because we're ikvisa de meshicha. It's the ekev. The ekev, the akev, is a part of the body that unless you're kicked in it, you don't really pay that much attention to. You don't really notice it. One time someone came to the Babich Rebbe and said to him um, something like, um, I have a pain, uh, you needed a bracha for illness, uh, uh, over, like a refuah. So this amazing thing happened. The Rebbe said, I give you a bracha that you shouldn't feel your body, or something like that. You shouldn't feel your limb. Why? Because you only notice something when it hurts, usually. You only notice something when it hurts. So the Rebbe said, I give you a bracha not to feel it. What? What would that, and what would, what would that imply? But we're looking at this a little bit differently now. Bifrat be'ikvisa de Meshicha. Nishmot shel akevim, k'mo shomim raboteinu. Sheha'akev en sham kimat hargasha. Like we said before, the heel barely has any feeling. Zemavhil. Mavhil means it's, it's, it's frightening to think. Like you said before, you can go through a whole life and not even feel alive. What's that person's kavana? Many people, when their Mashana Yom Kippur is coming, they're basically davening to Hashem, please, I don't want to be buried this year. Without even realizing it, that's what we're davening for. What a, what a, what a, what a fisfus, what a mess. So whoever wants to keep on going about life and approaching Rosh Hashanah, when you're asking for life like you've done until now, we're not here to make you feel, to stir things up. If you feel like you've been on an aliyah, like things are just, you know, every year, your concept of life and everything, you've just, you know, ascended, ascended, ascended. We're not going to mess you up too much. But if you sense that since the Beis Amikdash has been destroyed, and that reality of the Beis Amikdash, you know, talking about feeling life, you felt life when the Beis Amikdash was alive. But if you realize that since that entity has been removed from the world, and you don't feel life so much, or kimat velomit kadem hala, 
or you don't feel, you take an inventory of your, like, this whole year, and you look back, and like we said in Shul last Shabbos, try to remember where you were last Elul. And if it's very, very hard for you to notice Aliyah, Yesh Pobaya, then there's a big problem with our concept of feeling alive. If you are able to feel that there's been tremendous aliyot going up, you're doing But the way that life should work, and the PSS never writes this as well, the way that life sh- really should work and can work is that I can feel the difference between who I am today and who I was a year ago. The Rebbe writes, the PSS never writes, in one of his, I think in one of his diary pieces, that the way that you know, life is for us is that every year on your birthday, you should be able to see where you were and where you are now and tell a difference. And if there's not such a difference, it's not supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be like, well, you know, two years ago I took upon myself certain things and I've kept them. And I kept them again for another year. That's, that's not feeling alive. That's not feeling alive. That's not feeling like you're getting life. Yeah. What happens if you're very sick? What should you be thinking? Phys- physically. Yeah. You don't have to do any of this. You know why? Because, like you said before, the, the desire just to have a breath brings the recognition of the preciousness of life just by that. He's, this is referring to all those that aren't physically very sick. So Rahman al-Islam, when someone is very sick, they're naturally shoved to the place of appreciating feeling alive. And they will feel alive. Um, but, but we don't want to get, we don't want to appreciate life through that, through that avenue. We want it to not be like that. You understand? <coughs> yeah. Uh, we were actually discussing this on Friday night at the Shabbos table because um, Right. And it's, it's, it's so strong, but why does Hashem say, I hate the idea of a Masbeba? And Ramosha Feinstein actually said this, because you shouldn't feel like I'm done in my lifetime. Put up my Masbeba. I've grown, like I, I learned, I'm good, I don't need to grow anymore, I've reached, I've reached it. It's such harsh language in the Pasuk. Asher Saneh Hashem Elokecha. God hates that. I don't, that, thanks for reminding me of that void. Wow. Nachon? Yeah. Is he going to teach us how to stop staying in shul? Like, when the Tanatoka? What do you mean? Because that's like the scariest thing in the universe. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. So, yeah, that's where I right. get to. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> um... Four, fourth line from the bottom, in the middle of the line. We're almost finished. This is, this, is where, this is where the Avoda begins. 
לנשום ולנשוף ולהרגיש חי. This is the beginning. כמובן זה חיי גוף בינתיים. Yeah, this is, the, this is a physical, physically feeling alive. We will get to the place of spiritually feeling alive. But don't think for a second that you can get to spiritually feeling alive if you don't tune in to physically feeling alive first. It won't work. That's for malachim or, I don't know, non-physical entities. And then to feel Hashem that gives you life. Listen, if you're able to come to a place of saying thank you while this is happening, that's, it's beautiful. But again, this is, not, this is not like that type of shir. He's saying that may come about while you're going through this. אבל להרגיש את עצם החיים זה להרגיש שהריבונו של עולם מחיה אותו. The point here is not just to say thank you, it's to remember every single second I didn't choose to have the ability to breathe right now. Keep on, on remembering that, living with this consciousness. I didn't choose this. It's given to me. This is given to me. I'm either utilizing it or I'm not. But it's given to me. Ve'az ma'ya maskana, next page. Im ha'chayim alalu, aribono she'olam mechayeh. So the maskana is, is that if God is giving me this life, as yesh ba'im koach shel aribono she'olam, then this life has the koach of Hashem in it. Ve'efshar la'avor itam et kol ha'olam kulo v'yeter alken. This is very deep. If I come to the recognition, to the realization, to feeling, that right now God is giving me life, then if this strength that I have right now to be alive is coming from God, I can do anything. And nothing scares me. Nothing intimidates me. I'm not... Uh, I don't become a little raisin, like litztamek. I don't... Uh, how do you say litztamek? Yeah. I don't shrivel up from anything in the world. You know why? Because I'm only alive because... God gave, me, God gave me life. And God's, God's life is the strongest thing in the world. So why would anything scare me? Why would any test scare me? I want to know who actually lives like this. All of us. Besides, on a, on a besides, shniya, shniya level? Uh, no, in matzav. All of us besides you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we feel this sometimes. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even letting you. Uh, nah. <laughs> You're my sister. <laughs> It's a, it's a family thing, okay? Not in, I'm not even letting you. We're not even, no way are we going there right now. And Sikuin. Look, look, look at the next paragraph. Lama ba'omek adam lo ma'amin v'u b'tiyayesh? I read ahead, obviously. All right. Why? Why is it that like someone may come to say who really lives like this, right? <laughs> Why would someone... How come? How could this be? How could this be? Now Daniela's asking all of our questions. She just has enough guts to say it out loud. It's all our questions. All of us are asking this question. Because the way we've lived our life is that life is given. It's a given that we're alive. That's why. It's just the way we've been living all our whole life. It's a given. 
I woke up in the morning. Really? Yeah, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Should I take you to Hadassah or Shari Tzedek? What's the big deal? This is, this is where tshuva really comes in. Mamash, this is where tshuva comes in. It's a given that I'm going to be alive. It's a given that I'm going to have life. But if a person senses that the life that flows from within, that this is life that right now is God's decision to give to us, and I live like that more and more, start with two minutes a day of thinking like this, there's no, there's no limit to who we could, what kind of beings we could become, what kind of creatures we could really become, what kind of Jewish people we could really become with the notion of this is God's life that he's choosing to infuse within me. Listen, Rosh Hashanah, essentially, that blowing of the shofar, all the tzaddikim say, is basically alluded to the same blowing of air that God did into Adam's nose. The show, all the preparation of tshuva that we're hopefully working on all year long, but definitely in Elul, is so that when that first Kian Rosh Hashanah comes in, it's, it's, what does it mean to receive new life? It basically means to just receive the notion and the feeling that this is coming from Hashem right now. You shouldn't have to be, you don't have to be shocked so much. Hadvarim alalu enam hit orerut, because not like he, things to try to awake us, the she'ela shall say their chayim. It's a question of priority in life. Im ha'adam kolet et advarim bifnim levavo, if a person receives these words in the depth of their heart, you can become a new, a new creation. And if you don't receive these words and don't stem with these words, I love this next sentence. This is a very funny statement. I'm going to try to explain this last sentence. This is very funny. It actually, it's hilarious to think of it. It's terrible, but it's very funny. Huh? It's very, it's sarcastic, but it's good. It's, it's good. What is the answer to what I just questioned? Yeah? How to keep me in the Wait, wait. So let, let, me, let me just explain what he said. Huh? Kuntres is like a booklet. What he basically said over here at the end is like, listen, if this whole schmooze, you're never coming back here on a Sunday morning, so he says, okay, hopefully you'll, you'll find like a, you'll go online and you'll find that 15 minute, uh, you know, vort on one of the pieces of davening that'll make you feel like uh, I'm connected and I'm, it's going to be a good year. Like, that's what he's saying, you know. Like, okay, you'll figure out a way to just stay alive somewhere else, basically. <laughs> The way, I mean, the Hebrew, you have to know Hebrew here to see the sarcasm here is just, I've never seen him talk like this, it's so sarcastic. Again, if you don't understand what we're talking about here, there are all these other ways that will give you like these quick fixes as how to, how to feel like things will be good for you in your life. 
Hatzlacha Rabba, we'll meet you again next level. That's basically what he's saying. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ya'azor Lanu, ulechol HaKneset Yisrael Yachad, shenizkeh bezrat Hashem shenargish, lifnei shanachnu nichnasim nerosh hashana abalim letova, shenargish ma'im chayim. God should help us, and all of Am Yisrael, that we should merit that before we go into Rosh Hashanah that's coming upon us, that we should already now feel what life is. Because we're going to be asking for life. Zuchreinu l'chaim. Kshenevakesh zuchreinu l'chaim, kotveinu l'chaim, chotmeinu l'chaim. When we're going to be asking for the word life over and over again, Rosh Hashanah, the ten days of Tshuva and Yom Kippur, זה im yoter hakara ma ze chayim ima shebikashnu bashana shavra. Our understanding of what it is we're asking from Hashem when it comes to asking for life will be infinitely deeper than whatever your concept of asking for life last year was. And like you, maybe it was two years ago. You know, think about it for a second. Anyone go through a lot of tsaras this last year? So. So, I mean, you can say that every year and that answer will be the same. It's because life, life, is getting, life is getting, you know, more and more heavy and more and more intense and more and more ikvesa de meshicha in the heel where you have to get kicked in order to feel alive or you could choose every single day to stop and taking life as a, not for granted, I don't want to say for granted, but as a given. That's the word he used here. Taking life as a given. Life is not a given. Emuna means that we are alive because Hashem decided that we should be alive today. Zel. Yeah. So, if you relate this to the shir yesterday... Sorry, just a little bit louder. If you relate this to the shir yesterday, you were saying that everything has to be done with simcha. Mm-hmm. Would you say this is the precursor step in order to have that simcha? I think that this brings about an amazing level of simcha in life. I think that the result of sitting with yourself for two minutes, feeling your breath and feeling that God is giving you life, feeling alive is one of the greatest simchas a person can reach in this world. Can I say something? So it comes... Mamash, no. So it, it, comes, it, comes, it comes together. I, I just, it's already late and I want, to, I want to finish the paragraph too. And, and you have a lot to... We all know you have a lot, a lot. That would, that's the point of this book, of this uh, same thing. He's saying over here, I want, he says, the, the, the Rav is saying over here, I want you to, to be asking for life this year, not at all like you, like, like, like you asked for life last year. Your, your concept of asking for life this year, just the basic asking for life, has to be something completely, completely deeper and different. That's, that's halacha, that's walking, that's going, that's moving, that's going forward. You know, some people have, when it, when it comes to like dealing with a loved one that you love so much, that, that is struggling so much to feel alive or to feel the gift of just being alive, we need to feel the God-given life in order to bring life onto that person. There's no other way. But giving them terutzim of why it's worth living, is it's something, it's the source of life has to be what, what, what's on the table when you speak to someone that's struggling to feel alive. She'iftach lekol echad veechad mi'israel akara p'nimit behergesh ha'chaim. 
that he should open for each one of us in Am Yisrael an inner feeling of feeling alive. And who is the one that's giving you life? And from this strength, the Kaddish Baruch Hu yishre bilvavo v'naamot b'nisyonot im Rebbeinu Shalom. He's saying, warning, you are going to have nisyonot this week. Don't think that just because you learned this, now it's going to be peachy. Warning, you're going to struggle. You're going to be doubting this week. You're going to be faced with a bunch of different things. And that is the only way to realize what kind of life you're really living. That is the way that you live your life. When you sit behind a desk all day long, you don't have any tests in terms of feeling your body because you're not moving anywhere. Same thing in life. You're going to be having tests. This is what it's going to be like. But the more tests that I go through and the more that I go through them with... This is from you. The more I can do anything, the more I ask for anything. The more I become, the bigger I become, the greater I become. Vali de ken. Niskele lev tahor brali elokim. Through this will merit lev tahor brali elokim. God create for me a. Uh, you created for me a pure heart. The ruach nachon chadesh bekirbi and this this renewed spirit that we ask the David Amalech is basically an outcome of all the work that we're doing right now. I just say, I'm going to repeat it again, and it's good you said the word workshop. I'm almost tempted to like take attendance. Not, not, not attendance, but like, I'm almost tempted to like, I mean, this sounds weird, but some of you are older than me, and even if you're not, you left school a long time ago, it's a very chutzpah for me to do this. But I don't feel that I'm being a responsible teacher unless I stress to the utmost stress, mamash point out that if this isn't done, if you do not do this every day, then it's painful. It's pashut painful. Because Hashem is giving us the deepest gifts of Pneus the Torah, of the, ins- of the deeper realms of the Torah. <laughs> And of course, I'm not going to let you in next week only based on if you, if you, or Miriam will let you in based on, did you do, of, of course, but we, we, we don't live like that, obviously. I, listen, I'm being, I'll just be vulnerable, I'm just sharing with you. That's how I feel. This is not just, you know, words up there, this is how I feel very strongly, and many of you do as well. Like, Be'emet, to go to these places, we have to look kabel on yourselves right now. You must, you must. I have to, each of us has to, to, to accept upon myself this week, I am going to go for it. I am going to learn the beauty of life not being a given. I am going to discover newfound koach within me about the preciousness of life, of feeling life, of hargashat hachayim, so that when I show up Rosh Hashanah and I say, I don't want to feel like a fraud. I don't want to feel shallow. I want to feel like the deepest premiumistic yid that I know Hashem believes that I can that I could be, and and I really also believe that this work of tshuva and elul is so much deeper than any of the other things you may have taken on until now, unless this is what you took on already. I also feel very strongly, and it connects to what Jenny said before, that this life 
fills you with not just meaning, but with simcha. Tshuva is supposed to lead to simcha. It's not supposed to lead to just the same you were and just cleaner. Tshuva is supposed to lead you to simcha. There's, no, there's nothing more simchadik than not taking life as a given and feeling the flow of life coming from the source of life, enabling you to, to be stronger than ever. So we should be uh, on, a, on a journey of tshuva that's filled with simcha and filled with like a lot of lemaaseh. Like a lot of lemaaseh. I'm going to tell you now, yes. <laughs> okay. Fast, take, one we, thing to the point. When we, when, we take, when we take breath, we're using these secondary um, breathing muscles, which are up in the neck, which creates more constriction. When we receive breath, we're using the diaphragm, which creates more widening. What is simcha? Simcha is widening. It's the smile. It's the expanding out to others. So all of our avoda is, is about receiving the breath, breath instead of taking the breath. And anyone who's ever blown the shofar knows the strength that we need in order to really get that breath out. And so that, when we use the diaphragm, when we're in a state of receiving breath, we're actually strengthening the body instead of creating this disconnect from the head and the heart. There's so much more. Yeshakoach, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Thursday mornings sheer this year, just a quick thing, Thursday mornings at 9 o'clock we'll be at our house, at Bina, Bina Katz's house, 9 a.m. Thursday morning. What? Okay.